if you're not healthy, and I'm not just talking like you feel good, I mean like optimally healthy, then how can you run the business you want to run or live the life you want to live? Right. Right. And I mean, I don't say that in a judgmental way. I say that in a way where I had to come to that realization for myself. So yeah, it's a business show, but if your health isn't in check, your business is going to suffer as well. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's Kevin Rogers here with another great interview. You're going to love this uh, about a series of adventures our guest uh, went on and is continuing to be on. And it's going to be very inspiring to hear how her life changed radically and what she's done to uh, make it a business and uh, make her business serve her so that she can live on her own terms. We talk about how that's what we're all after here as entrepreneurs, but uh, some people really do it in a way that makes us all go, oh, yeah, it could be that easy. <laughs> but then we find out it's not all parts of it are easy. And But what is the impetus? What, what causes that moment? So that's going to be uh, a big part of the discussion today. And of course, we're going to find out what Gail did to in her marketing uh, to well, that produce the most surprising results. So, Gail Jessen, thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to talk with you. Thanks, Kevin. I'm happy to be on the show. And you are you're 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 in uh, Latvia. You said I am in Latvia. I'm on a house sitting assignment in a farmhouse in the woods in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and it's off the grid. Um, there's no plumbing. There's no heat. It's wow. firewood. It's well water. But there's Wi-Fi. So <laughs> the right? one thing it's, it's now become right. You know, a, a, a right. survival necessity. You got to have yes. the Wi-Fi. My baseline requirements for life at this point with traveling as much as I do. And I want to write a book that's called, but is there Wi-Fi? <laughs> like, really? Like I haven't flushed a toilet in over a month, but there's Wi-Fi. So I, I don't particularly care. <laughs> wow. That's it. And so it, uh, I don't want to get ahead of the story, but it, it you often live in places where you kind of look for primitive, pristine environments? Is that more important to you, obviously, than, you know, modern comforts? Uh, sometimes. I, you know what I look for is a story. Hmm. If there's if there's a story and if the book and the blog posts write themselves, then that's where I'm going to go. Awesome. Love it. So uh, Gail's site is a series of adventures.com, a series of adventures.com. You definitely want to go uh, see uh, and, and sort of, you know, watch Gail go on these adventures. There is uh, all kinds of helpful information for you if you're looking to improve your own life. Gail is a coach and she does have courses uh, and it's very exciting to follow along in her adventures. So, Gail, let's start the story back with, you know, your life before it was this. Uh, what, what was it before? Yeah, it was uh, traditional in one sense of checking all of the accomplishments off a list that we're told we're supposed to check off, hmm. right? So it was graduate, 
full-time job, health insurance, car, mortgage, grad school, like just check, 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 right? And I worked in higher education for 15 years and worked my way up into administration and realized that I hated it. <laughs> and I, uh, I just got really sick and tired of being sick and tired, frankly. Um, it just, it wasn't creative anymore. And I let myself ignore how important that was to me for a long time. But that's also part of what made me sick was ignoring how creative I needed to be. So I had to unravel all of that. Mm. But yeah, it was very traditional, very traditional career, salary, healthcare, mortgage. I was doing it. Mm. I was doing it all. Gosh. And you know, so many of us can relate to, like you said, ticking off the boxes that we kind of, even if we feel like we're living outside of normal society, society as entrepreneurs, it's still very much that life of, well, you got to have this, got to have that, got to get the kids in the right school, got to show up for work and Half the stuff we're doing is not the stuff we enjoy. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to do what you did and say, I'm just I'm not going to fake this anymore. Yeah, I was just I was done. I had um, I had a health coach for a while and she said something so useful to me. And she said, how do you know when you've had enough? And her answer to that question was when you've asked that question, mm. like when you get to the point that you wonder, have I had enough of this? The answer is yes, because you got to the point that you're even asking it, right? And that's the point that I got to. And it just became more important to me to be happy and healthy and let my gypsy soul do her thing. And that was way more important to me than all the check boxes. But it took a lot of work to deconstruct that. But that's definitely a process that I went through. Mm, incredible. Is it, you know, we, we all have this, maybe it's Hollywood's fault, this idea that you just literally walk out the door and don't look back <laughs> and, you know, life sort of figures itself out for you. <laughs> how, how, how different is reality to beginning a process like this? Yeah. Um, well, I knew that I wanted to travel full time as a lifestyle, not take a vacation, but live on the road and live abroad for years, years and years. I knew this and there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of dragging my feet and there was a lot of shoulds and supposed tos. Right. But for me, the sort the line in the sand was I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Um, it's an autoimmune disease that attacks the thyroid and adrenals. And to me, that was my final straw. And so, yes, there is a lot of courage involved, but I almost felt in a good way that I had no choice anymore. Hmm. Right. That I, I just had this sort of moment where I was like, you're too young to be this sick and this tired and this hmm. burned out and use this as the catalyst to go do what you want to do. And that's exactly what I did. So for me, I needed something very extreme and catastrophic to be that sort of final push because mm -hmm. I'm stubborn. I'm st I would have kept checking those boxes, Kevin. I'm stubborn, mm -hmm. but I needed something to just really get my attention. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting to me uh, because my wife has, has Hashimoto's, so mm -hmm. I understand a little bit about it. Um, and a lot of people's instinct when they're diagnosed with something is, oh, see, well, there goes that idea. Because now I'm going to need to see my doctor regularly and I may, <laughs> I may need to be on medicine. And surely traveling would be far too dangerous. They use it as an excuse instead of uh, an excuse to, to, to be, you know, be adventurous. 
Absolutely. And in some ways, justifiably so. I mean, I never want my story to feel Mm -hmm. like a judgment to people who felt that that was the decision that they needed to make for themselves. Right. But I will also say that what I know to be true is that if you know what your passion is, or as soon as you figure out what your passion is, it will heal you. Mm. It will absolutely heal you. I have never felt healthier, stronger, happier than I do when I'm traveling because traveling is my thing. And I let myself do that. And even though my carry on day pack is entirely medication and a laptop, all 15 liters, <laughs> I'm doing it because it matters to me. And if you do what matters to you, it will heal you. And that can be metaphysically, or we can be literal, you know, with my autoimmunity, but that's the conclusion I had to finally come to and then let myself do something about it. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what kind of, what does it look like to run a business from, from as a world traveler and not, (laughs) you know, wanting to be able to follow the women. And like you said, the story is, is, is the key, right? That's where you're, you're going where the story is. Uh, how, how, how do you, how do you construct a business around that? Well, you ask the very first question, as always, is there Wi-Fi, right? And sometimes (laughs) you end up in an off-the-grid farmhouse in the middle of nowhere with no plumbing, but there's Wi-Fi, and then that's okay for you, right? So my primary objective is Wi-Fi. It is a tech-heavy business, but it's a paper-free business, which is liberating. Mm. Oh, my God, I love it. Mm. It makes you just feel so light and free, even though there's 27 apps in any given day that helps me do what I do. Mm There's something really liberating about that. And time zones, I mean, just really practical, logistical stuff that you don't tend to have to think so much about running a business if you're stateside or if you're locally wherever you are. Yeah. But it's worth, I mean, I would take time zone headaches and coaching calls at two in the morning any day over the life that I had any day. Yeah, for sure. Gosh. Uh, and so what, what, what does it do? So if somebody says, uh, Gail, I want you to be my coach, what qualifies them to, to do so? What qualifies people to ask for my coaching for them to want it? Yeah. For you to work with somebody essentially, what what makes them a good match? Yeah. So I initially, I think like many people, my ideal client was everyone, right? (laughs) (laughs) I want to help everyone. If you've ever had a problem, I can help you solve it. (laughs) I can help you. And the other thing too, with my, with my brand, and I'll get into this a little bit more, but it can feel so general. Like when you talk about live your best life and design your life as a series of adventures and wake up, right. When you talk about that as a brand, Mm. really who doesn't need that. Mm -hmm. But over time I narrowed down mostly by paying attention to who was coming to me. Maybe that's lazy. Maybe I did it backward, but I let my ideal client define itself over time and not really surprisingly, it ended up being professional women somewhere between 30 and 50 on the cusp of massive transformation and they needed the final catalyst. I tend to work with people who are not at the very beginning of some sort of personal development journey. I tend to work with people who have done the work but they're stuck on that last really scary moment. Mm. And I'm really good at pushing people off that edge, but doing it in a really tough love kind of way. (laughs) I hold space for people, but I love people who are right on the cusp of a breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, And so talk to me about the travel. You know, I, I, 
consider myself somebody who has a wanderlust and did a great amount of traveling, stayed on the road for almost seven years in my 20s, although it was all stateside. Um, give us some highlights. I know you're also a travel writer and you write for your blog. Again, go to a series of adventures.com. There's a my writing tab. You'll see some beautiful entries from Gail's Adventures. Uh, give us some highlights to some of the things you've seen. How long have you been out there now? Um, full time. It's been since August of last year. Wow. So it in some ways is no time at all. And in other ways, when you take one two week vacation a year, when your boss lets you, that's a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's all, it's all sort of relative. Um, I have no intention of slowing down and I have no return ticket home. So it's really an indefinite situation. Um, some of my favorite memories, um, when I quit my job, I booked a one-way ticket to Bali and it was very Liz Gilbert. I know it's totally cliche, but that's, (laughs) that's exactly what I did. So booked a one-way ticket to Bali, went to an inner goddess chakra retreat, floated around in the ocean, let myself sleep for months. Right. (laughs) And one day I went on a tour private driver, just me, I wanted to hike to the top of the rice fields in the mountains outside of Ubud. And I didn't know if I could do it in terms of adrenals and thyroid and energy. Right. Mm -hmm. But I really, I wanted that Vista. And again, I wanted that story. So following this man up the hill, who's, I mean, he's like barefoot running up the hill. Like this is a Tuesday afternoon for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Getting myself to the top of that hill and walking along this ridge of this terrace, we turned a corner and 360 degree volcanoes and those iconic terraced rice patties. Mm. And I sort of stopped and I got sort of teary and he kind of looked at me and walked away like, I don't want to, I don't need to deal with this. <laughs> I, got sort of, I got sort of teary and I just thought, this is actually your life. Like you're not on a vacation you don't have a ticket home. Mm. You don't even have an onward travel ticket. This is actually just your life. And it was this sort of very, this wave of pride and accomplishment, but in the most humble, humiliating sort of a way, Mm -hmm. right? Literally in awe of this moment. And then thinking, I want other people to feel this. Like I'm not special. I didn't do anything that anyone else can't get themselves to do. Yeah. Right. And I got myself to the top of that mountain in the middle of an adrenal flare and I stopped halfway up to take my thyroid meds and I did it. Right. So there's nothing special. It's a very normal girl who wants to live an extraordinary life. Right. And there was this moment where I thought, this is why you're doing what you do. This is why you want to work with women who are sick and tired of being sick and tired, because this whole metaphor standing on the top of this rice field mountain is why you want to do this because everybody should feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so when people come to you, what are some of the common, uh, you know, issues they're dealing with? Health relationships and career. Mm -hmm. I mean, how how broad is that? But then how specific can you really get though? Right. I mean, I tend to work with a lot of women who need permission to say no. Hmm. And, oh my God, do I love being that permission slip? I <laughs> yeah, love yeah. it. Oh, I had to develop my own relationship with this idea of the sacred no, right? And 
defining your life for the sake of defining it, like period, full stop, because you want to do this, Mm -hmm. right? Women are not culturally brought up in that way in general. And so I get a lot of women who they're done with the marriage, but what do they do? Mm -hmm. Or they're done with the job, but what do they do? Or, you know, they want to, to do this other thing, but what does that mean in terms of what they leave behind? And I really love holding that sort of compassionate space. They come to their own conclusion, but I can be a tough love permission slip and I can get them to a place where it's okay to say no. And being selfish, we need to debunk that word. Mm. You, you need to do things that are going to make you come alive because then you will serve the world and you'll serve the people you love in a whole different way. But you have to do it from a place of being really grounded and happy. And it's sad. It's sad that you have to teach women that, that I had to teach myself that. But we do. Mm. And so that, so I do. And mm-hmm. I love doing it. Is it often a result of uh, relationships that were, you know, quote unquote, uh, abusive, whether by obvious you know, means or, or not? Um, sometimes I actually think that more so it's that they outgrew it and they're afraid of what that means. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. There's this sort of moment where they're realizing I want X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z are larger and more epic and expansive and kind of exciting, sexy, scary than what I have now. Mm. Mm. I don't know if he's coming with me. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the job, right? Like teaching women, like you can love him, but if it's not right, you can leave. Or you can be grateful for the salary and grateful for the people you worked with and even enjoy the work. But if it's time to level up, you can do that, mm-hmm. right? Like holding that balance is really hard. I think that people think they need to just sort of let it all go and hate that to love the new thing. And that's not true. Mm. So all, all of these nuances, this is what I dig in with people about and help them get to the point that they feel the way that they want to feel and hold that permission for them. I love that. I love what you said about you don't have to hate what's your current existence in order to have change. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a transition. There can be small steps. And you can just want something better. We deal with a lot of, um, issues of gratitude with my clients, right? Like you can be grateful for everything that brought you to this point. You are not ungrateful for wanting more. Mm -hmm. You're not a bad person. You're not greedy for wanting even more or something better. And I'm not talking about consumerism more, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about metaphysical, spiritual, epic life kind of more. Yeah. That doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't mean you're not grateful. Mm. It just means that you're ready to level up. Yeah. Uh, as part of your journey, um, you lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. Was that uh, primarily to do with discovering the Hashimoto's and okay. Treating that, or was it as yeah. much to do with changing your lifestyle? Um, I would say it was 50, 50, getting the proper diagnosis, understanding that my thyroid was busted, getting properly medicated, Mm -hmm. uh, getting on the right diet, like no more gluten. I I will die without having ever tasted gluten again. And it's sad, but it's, you know, it is what it is. So (laughs) definitely like 
dietary medication, medical scientific things that had to happen. And then there's this sort of other side of it where emotionally, once I dropped all the bullshit, the weight just fell off Mm. and we can get all woo woo with that or we can just let that be. But it's very true that when I started to take charge of my life in a very different way, it just, it started to take care of itself in combination with the diet and the medication. And there was this sort of releasing, like a literal purging of all of these constructs that didn't serve me and all of the protective, whatever I had built up that I just didn't need anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm worthy of being healthy. I'm worthy of living my dream. I'm worthy of traveling. If I'm going to do that, I'm not going to do that in this body. Mm. Right. And so that idea of worth just, just took care of it. There's this amazing photo of you on your site. It's under the, uh, uh, a a physical transformation tab. And it's, I was just so telling as I sit here and talk to you and I look at this photo because you're smiling at the camera (laughs) <laughs> and you're a beautiful woman, but what I see behind that smile is it's just so much, I don't know, like you said, just kind of following the rules. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I, I look at her and it's almost like I'm looking at like a little sister, like it feels very past life hmm. and not in a way that I've, you know, I'm hating on that or let go of that in a negative way, but I look at her with so much compassion and I just think you're so stuck you're so stuck because you didn't, you're living your life by rules that you didn't create and you know that it's bullshit and you're still doing it, which is worse. Mm. Right. I wasn't unaware that I was living my life by other people's rules. I was aware and I was still doing it and it just wore me out. Yeah. I mean, to say nothing of the thyroid and the adrenals and not fully understanding what was happening with my body mm-hmm. in medical terms, which is all part of it. Right. Right. But yeah, I just I just look back at her and it makes me think of not in a literal way necessarily, but it makes me reflect on my clients when I see that woman and I think if my ideal client is me five years ago, then so be it. Because I know that woman and right. I know how to get her out of it. Yeah. 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 Amazing. I know there's so much that comes with Hashimoto's brain fog and oh, man, uh, yeah. inconsistencies, you know, swings in weight that seem unexplainable. So, you know, this is not a medical show. Uh, this is a business show. But if you're listening and you're thinking, hmm, you know, it, 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 I know a lot of people, you know, through my wife with Hashimoto. And it's always that same, like, I've tried everything. And yeah, yeah I want to mention this because there's so many products out there that say, if you've tried everything uh, <laughs> and try this, this program is the one. It very, very well could be a medical condition and it you owe it to yourself to just have it checked it's not not an invasive yeah. procedure to have it checked it's what is it a blood test right is there's like 19 different vials of blood it's an elaborate situation mm-hmm. but it is only blood i mean yeah. it, there's they can do um scans of your thyroid and ultrasounds in different ways but really i mean if you have an afternoon to give a lot of blood they can figure this out yeah and it's just obviously can be very life-changing yeah. And uh, I know you say it's not a business show, but if I could just for yeah. a moment, my realization was that my my life and my ambitions and my goals were not separate from my body. I think working in academia for so long, 
I was so cerebral and detached from this physical experience, right? If you were smart and if you were articulate, then that was good enough. It didn't really matter like how boring and vain to care what you look like, right? Right, right. Total academic snobbery, but not understanding that if you're not healthy, and I'm not just talking like you feel good, I mean like optimally healthy, then how can you run the business you want to run or live the life you want to live? Right. Right. And I mean, I don't say that in a judgmental way. I say that in a way where I had to come to that realization for myself. So yeah, it's a business show, but if your health isn't in check, your business is going to suffer as well. That's a great, that's a great, an important point. And, you know, also look, you said about calling yourself a, a coach, really the title you love is, is fire starter. But again, uh, in business, you have to meet people halfway sometimes I mean, <laughs> yeah. easier for them to understand coach, but you know, there's so right. many people who uh, they say, oh, coaching would be a, a, an interesting career choice. Maybe I'll become a coach. But are you living uh, in the example that you want to help people, you know, become, right? right. And that is that is key. And this is why I, I love this conversation. And I love looking at your site and, and knowing that you're out there doing this. We're about to dive into the essential question of the show. And if you'd like to go a level deeper and find out what more business owners, marketers, and copywriters are doing to get massively surprising and good results with their marketing, I invite you to check out my private community at copychief.com. We've got tons of training on how to communicate the value of your products and write super persuasive, gotta have it sales copy. That's what moves the needle on your sales. Here's a little secret. Go to copychief.com forward slash join. And when you get to the checkout page, type in the code TAM and you'll get a two week trial for only a buck. That's less than a dime a day to get live coaching on your copy from me and other respected pros. This is where the legends hang out and show you the real stuff. Copychief.com forward slash join. Use the secret code for podcast listeners only, T-A-M, and you're inside for a buck. All right, now let's get back to the essential question. All right, Gail, let's get to the essential question of the show here so I can add you to the list of amazing answers. I'm excited to hear yours. You've been on this amazing adventure. You've had such a drastic life change. Gail Jessen, what is the one thing that you've done in your marketing that has produced the most surprising results? I would say that it's vulnerability, but I'm going to qualify that because I feel like that can be a really common answer. But when I say vulnerability, I mean letting go of the academic need to be polished and correct and sound like an expert and really diving down into the side of vulnerability that's very raw and feminine and fierce and transparent, even provocative, right? Some of my Mm. blog titles are intentionally very provocative. Mm. And the idea of authenticity is something that I obsess over. And when I say vulnerability, maybe it's even more authenticity, but it's the idea that by modeling and relentlessly calling people into that same space for themselves, Right. That's the brand that I want to put forward is if I can do this and if I can be raw, vulnerable, fiercely authentic and I'm no different than you, like, come on over. Right. Come on Mm. over. You can do this and you can come out the other side of it 
and you can come out stronger because you were also obsessed with being your authentic self, fixated even, and that's how you'll get there. And that's in terms of marketing, when I hit that moment in my writing Mm -hmm. and when I hit that moment in my videos, it's like wildfire, Mm. but I have, I have to hit it. And it's a very visceral gut check moment of, I know when I'm typing something and I think, Ooh, okay. (laughs) Nope. That's it. Keep typing. Cause you just hit it. Like you can feel when you tap that. And in my opinion, if you don't tap that, you haven't gone far enough in your vulnerability and in your authenticity as far as your marketing goes. Relentless, mm. relentless. And that's the trick for me. Well, that's great. And so you follow a principle with the content you create of it's not going out if I don't feel this or, well, I got to get out one a week. I'm on a schedule here and hopefully every third one will have this. I, in the beginning, followed an editorial calendar that was militant. And then I got to the point where I realized I am my best self if I feel it. Mm-hmm. And so I gave myself permission, again, that part of saying no, mm-hmm. right? Where I had a weekly blog and a weekly newsletter and this many Facebook, and I just let that go. And if if I'm feeling something and if I have something to say, then I say it. And if I don't, then I post on Instagram and I move on with my life, right? But if I I went from a place of fear thinking I have to do this many things because that's what you do when you run a business to coming from a place of feeling and understanding you're in your authentic power. And that's when people are going to resonate with you. So don't put something out for the sake of it. I no longer do that. And it works for me. I love that. You went from fear to feeling. Absolutely. It's made all the difference. Yep. Wow. This was fantastic. Gail, I really appreciate you making time. What time is it there in Latvia right now? <laughs> it's only 8 p.m., so it's really, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not so bad. I'm not one I, of your 2 a.m. calls. No, it's, it's pitch black, and I'm talking to you in candlelight because there's no lights, <sighs> but um, it is only 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, congratulations on finding Wi-Fi once again, and congratulations <laughs> on, you know, your amazing courage in this adventure you're on that's really just beginning. We'll be following along at a seriesofadventures.com. I definitely want everybody to go check out Gail's site. It's, you know, all you have to do is log in and uh, and click around to see this amazing adventure. I think you'll find a lot of inspiration no matter who you are. And uh, if you uh, are very much like Gail was before she made this change, it literally could save your life, change your life. So please go check it out, a seriesofadventures.com. Gail, thanks again. I look forward to doing this again sometime. Thank you, Kevin. That was great. Have a nice night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, 
Do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.